Welcome back, family of God. It's your brother, DJ Samrock, right here on The Blaze, the Bible study for about 25 to 30 minutes every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the live broadcast. And you can listen to it anytime you want on your favorite app. We're available on Stitcher, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, uh, Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube, and so many other uh, platforms on the social media networks all around the world. So I thank God for that. I thank God for the opportunity um, to be even on iHeartRadio on that app as well, which is, by the way, is our biggest listenership comes from iHeartRadio. So God bless you, all the listeners on iHeartRadio. Please leave a message. If you have any comments, prayer requests, concerns, or even questions, um, leave the comment right there on your app, and I'll reach back out to you. Amen. And um, I'm getting some responses. Amen. And I'm grateful for that. And I'm glad. And I'm just grateful. Amen. That God could use a man like me to just preach his word, speak his word. So we could all learn because I'm learning all the time. Every time I do a Bible study, as I'm broadcasting it, as I'm podcasting it, I'm really learning myself too as well. And I'm learning every time I pick up the scriptures. Amen. It's a good feeling that I'm actually involved in what the kingdom of God is doing in these times. Amen. So that's a good thing. It's always a good thing to read the word of God. Amen. So let's pray. Tonight we're going to be talking about how to make a good decision, how to make good decisions today. Amen. And we need to make a lot of good decisions. Our decisions that we decide today affects our tomorrow and into our future. Some decisions may seem small, but the small decisions that you make on a day-to-day basis are actually huge because it starts a trend in your life. If you're making bad decisions, little by little, you're going to get to a, a decision point where it's going to be really um, bad. But if you're doing good, making good decisions little by little, sooner or later, those little decisions are going to turn into a big, great outcome for the good. The Bible says, all things work out for good to those who love Jesus, who love God. Amen. And um, I don't take that verse lightly. You shouldn't either. Amen. The whole key to that verse is those who love God. God is working things out for us, but we have to right love him. Amen. How can you have a blessing from uh, from God if you reject him, if you don't want to follow his commandments, if you don't believe in him? Amen. God is a God of grace. He'll bless whoever he wants to bless regardless. But in the overall scheme of things and in the whole overall term of life, of your life and of my life, he wants to bless us because uh, he knows that we love him. Amen. Like any good father knows that their kids love them, so he wants to bless his children. Amen. So let's pray. We'll get right into it. Father, I come to you humbling myself, Lord God, knowing that I am just a servant, your child, a son of God. Amen. And I pray for all my brothers and sisters who are listening right now who have called upon your name to be saved. And I also pray for those who have yet call upon your name to be saved. And I pray that today that both sides will be blessed and we will learn from you by way of your Holy Spirit, which is you again in the third person. I speak life concerning all things that are good that come from you, Lord God, today and every day as every single listener gets blessed by this Bible study, including myself and my family. I bless them and their families as well. 
pray financial increase, health to their bodies, Lord God, strength to their bones, and a, a mindset of Christ that will be developed and processed. Amen. And we will learn and grow together. I give you glory. All the honor and all the praise and all the worship goes to you, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I pray this by faith. Amen. So, when you make decisions, what are your ways of deciding? You know, some people do gamble, they gamble with their decisions. Well, let's flip a coin. Uh, if it's heads, we'll do this. If it's tails, we'll do that. Other people just go to other people to ask for advice. Hey, what should I do? Some people go to psychics and mediums. Some people uh, just are indecisive all the time. They worry so much that they don't make any decisions. You know that in this election year, um, the time that I'm broadcasting this, um, is we're going into an election year, amen, for the ne next president of the United States. And the two candidates are, are tough to decide on, amen. Let's just leave it like that. And um, it's time to make a decision. And Christians all around the country should vote. And there is a poll that came out that says that most Christians are saying that since both candidates are not suitable and are not uh, really applying to the principles of God, and they're basically saying that they're not going to vote. And that's a shame because we have a, a great uh, opportunity in this time, in this age, to make a stand for what's right. Now, obviously, um, both candidates, at least from what I could see through the debates and through the polls and everything, um, they're not set as the man and the woman of God. You know, they're not set men or set woman of God. But God places all authority. He places all authority into place. So our job is to trust God continuously to make a decision in that voting booth. Amen. And vote. So go ahead and vote. I believe it's a... a an opportunity, amen, to vote, uh, vote for the principles of God, vote um, your principles. And if you don't think that any one of those candidates are capable, amen, just think about yourself when you were before, before Christ, how you were going and your principles and your standards and God changed you, right? So we need to have um, some kind of grace and some kind of mercy upon these candidates and show that we care to our communities, to our families, to our nation, to our state. And go and vote when it's time to vote. Amen. So what are some principles of good decision making? Because I already told you how some people, you know, make decisions. I make decisions based through prayer, to be honest with you. I, I don't know. It's a lot of times I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I go straight to God. And I go to my wife. And then I go to close um, leadership, um, my pastors, some friends. All godly people. Once in a while, uh, I'll take a shot and ask somebody that's um, really not in the kingdom of God. They're seekers. Um, and sometimes, believe it or not, God will use them to bring some wise counsel into my life. Can't explain that, but um, God does that every now and then in my life. What about you? Let's go to the scriptures. We want to see some principles that we could base our decision making on. So we want to make a good decision today. Make sure you have all the facts when you're making decisions. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 13 says, What a shame, what folly to give advice before listening to the facts. Can you imagine that you make or give advice to someone 
or you get advice for someone and they don't know all the facts. If they don't know the facts, they're not making a good, wise decision or they're not giving you good advice if they don't know all the facts. You might just be a one-sided person say, you know what, I'm hurt. This person did this and that and a third to me. And the person that you're talking to might say, well, you know, they deserve what they get. Well, they don't know the facts. Obviously, if there's two people involved in a situation, there should be some kind of sit down, some kind of discussion with all parties that are involved. And that's the way you make sure that you have all the facts and you make a good decision based on all the facts. Principles of good decision making calls for open, being open to ideas, being open to ideas. Proverbs eighteen fifteen says, intelligent people are always open to new ideas. In fact, they look for them. <laughs> be open, be open to new ideas because I know for sure that I'm doing something that doesn't work and I'm doing it over and over again and I, and I see that doesn't work. Uh, I need to change what I'm doing. Because I know God is not failing me. God is um, not the one who's uh, indecisive. It's me. It's me. I need to be open to ideas. I need to know um, that there's other ways. Amen. And it's okay to uh, follow people as they follow Christ. I'm not into copying somebody. Like, I'm not going to try to copy somebody's anointing. I'm not going to try to preach like someone that I like. I'm not going to try to teach like somebody I like. I have my own personality. God created me to be me. So I'm just trying to be the best me that I can be. And I I believe that you could be the best you that God created you to be. Uh, It's okay to admire people. Absolutely. Um, But be open to ideas. Because intelligent people are always open to new ideas according to the scriptures. Principles of good decision making calls us to seek God's guidance. That should be something obvious if you're a Christian, right? If you're a Christian, well, you seek God's guidance. You should be seeking God's guidance first. I know if you go to God first, everything else will fall into place. It sounds like a cliche, but it's so true. You ever had a problem and you went to someone who's always into trouble and you ask them for advice? Nine out of ten times they were like, well, let's go do this. Let's go get back at these people. Let's go do this. But when you go to God first, Usually you'll hear something back out of the word of God. Sometimes you'll hear his voice audibly or you hear him in your spirit. Like because your Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, he, the Holy Spirit is living in you. He speaks. You'll hear him. And when you're seeking God's guidance, according to 1 John 5.14, the Bible says, And we can be confident that he will listen to us whenever we ask him for anything in line with his will. So in your confidence, knowing that you're seeking God's guidance, you go to God with confidence. Why would you go to God without confidence? You know God knows all things. You know God is good. You know God is faithful. He's holy. He's just. He's loving. Why wouldn't you be confident going to him? I mean, of course, you're going to be like, whoa, I'm approaching the throne room. I'm approaching God. I'm going to God with this issue. You know nothing is too big for God, right? So the issues are, that are big for us because we're human, we're, we're finite. God is infinite. We're finite beings. So it might be something huge in our mindset, but when you take it to God, amen, let's realize that God could handle it, that God has the answers, amen, and that God um, knows how to direct and guide and guard his people, his children, amen. So seek God's guidance first. 
according to 1 John 5.14. And if you don't get all these scriptures now, amen, just, you know, replay this podcast and um, get these scriptures, write them down, read them for yourself, so that way you won't think um, I'm trying to make all this stuff up, all right? Set the advice of trusted friends. Or shall I say, not set it, seek the advice of trusted friends. Trusted friends is uh, the key words there. Someone you could trust. Amen. And be careful because I know for sure that as trusted friends, we're humans. We, we fall. We fail each other. Amen. We hurt each other and we're not perfect. So don't put all your marbles getting your advice from a trusted friend. Amen. Just seek the advice of the trusted friend. But make sure uh, that counsel, go go to the word of God. Make sure it matches up with the word that God has shown you or the word that God has given you. Amen. Or else you'll be just going in circles, asking this person and that person. And then if you're betrayed by someone you trusted, then it will be hard for you to get back on track. Because um, when, when you're hurt, we tend to hurt people when we, we are hurt ourselves. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15 says, Proverbs 12, 15 says, Fools think they need no advice, but the wise listen to others. I'm going to repeat that because you know somebody like this. You know a fool, right? Because fools think they need no advice. You kidding me? Oh, I got this. I'm good. I don't need your advice. I'm good. I know what to do. And meanwhile, their life is in chaos or they might be facing a huge decision or they might be continually making decisions that are not fruitful, that that doesn't lead to something good. Amen. So we need to be careful with that because we need to be wise and listen to others. If you're not wise, you're a fool and you, you act like you don't need any advice. And there's a lot of people that I know like that. Amen. And all I can do is pray. But praying for people like that is is powerful. You know, I always say all I can do is, but that's huge. Amen. That's the first thing I do is pray. And that's the first thing you should do in my in my opinion. First thing you should do before you make any decision is pray. Pray to God the Father through the Son and through the Holy Spirit who will give you um, the right direction. Because the Holy Spirit, He leads us um, to all righteousness, to the right path, to all truth. Amen. So we have uh, the perfect GPS system. Right? We got God's positioning system. Amen. He'll guide us the way and to the place and to the people that we need to be, that we need to see, that we need to listen to. Amen. And that we need to advance the kingdom with. God does that. And he does it perfectly. It's just that we need to um, be listeners and doers of his word. Amen. Not just listeners. Make sure your decision is not based on values that contradict God's word. Now, this is huge because I've made these mistakes. I made um, several mistakes when I'm making decisions. Um, sometimes I had pizza the night before and I feel like a stirring in my in my belly and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that's the Holy Spirit telling me, you know, to do this, that, and the third. I've made some impulse investments into the ministry um, that thank God I saw fruit, but it wasn't the fruit that I was thinking I was supposed to get right away. Uh, you know, sometimes you have to work out what God has given. You have to work with what God gives you first before he could get you to another level. He wants to see what you're going to do with what he gives you now. So that way, if you're a good steward of what he gave you, 
Uh, you might think it's the little that he gave you, but anything that comes from God is not little. It's a seed that he wants to plant into your heart. And then, then you'll see the harvest later. But you have to be in that seed time season. And he wants to see what we're going to do with the seed and what we're going to do for the provision with the provision that he allowed us to have. Some people might say, man, you've been doing this for 10, 15 years and you ain't you ain't um, got all of these people yet or you don't got all this equipment yet or you never did a CD or you never did an album, you never did a video. No, because we're working with what God gave, gave us first. Amen. And um, touching lives all around the country is pretty good uh, for a person that doesn't have uh, a major uh, backing of, of any kind. Amen. But I have faith in God. I have my wife that loves the Lord and I have a family that loves the Lord. I have a church family that loves the Lord. Amen. And what we have, the resources we have, amen, uh, with the brothers and sisters of the kingdom, with resources we have, we put it together and dynamic stuff happens. And the best part of it, people get saved and they get into the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is the greatest benefit of any believer, right? When you see a life change because of the position that God has given you to preach the word to someone who is hurting, to preach the word to someone who is um, suicidal, having suicidal tendencies or thoughts, and they come to life and they they come back um, to the fold. They come back to ministry and they come back and they're restored and they're redeemed. And you see it all happen right in front of your eyes. That's a good, good decision that they made, right? Best decision you can make. Amen. Is to receive the Lord Jesus Christ and follow after him and all the things and that he has for you. Amen. You'll see it. Amen. Because you're following and you're trusting. So some more principles of good decision making is make sure your decision is not based on values that contradict God's word. Psalm chapter 119, verse 98. Psalm 119, verse 98 says, your commands make me wiser than my enemies. For your commands are my constant guide. Amen. So when you have enemies, and I'm pretty sure everyone listening to this Bible study right now has enemies. You might not think you have enemies, but we all do. Amen. Because there's two kingdoms out the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And the kingdom of darkness is our enemy. You know, we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. It's not so much um, beef with people that are flesh and blood. It's more like principalities and high places and um, demons and, and fallen angels and all this that goes on in the spiritual realm, they're our enemy. You might not see them, but you see what the the actions are or what they're setting up behind the scenes that comes to and materializes sometimes. You see this, sometimes you see the trap coming or you see uh, the division and the divisiveness of people being used um, by the kingdom of darkness. So we got to be careful. We have to make sure our decisions are based on God's word, not the values that contradict God's word. So your commands, God's commands, make me and you wiser than our enemies. For God's commands are more are, are our constant guide. Constant guide. So we're always in a good position when we go to God first. Always. Amen. So knowing the scriptures, right? And um, looking at the wisdom in the scriptures that God has given us, um, there are more options in our decision making, more options than any other religion, because it's not so uh, really a religion. This is a relationship with a loving, holy, and just God. 
But when we make those decisions, God provides us the discernment, the discernment that we need to make healthy and wise choices. You know, a right decision is a decision that is consistent with the principles of truth. You, you realize that, right? You will never make a right decision if it's not uh, consistent with the principles of God. Guaranteed. Well, I made a decision and it worked. Yeah, but for how long? And is it constant? Is it continually blessing you? Because we can make impulse decisions like when I'm driving a car, I better make a left because if I make a right, there's a, you know, there's a traffic sign that says do not enter. Okay, that's a good decision. Amen. Um, based on the situation and the circumstance right at that moment. Um, but when is the next time you're going to see another sign? Amen. We have to consistently be making decisions that are consistent with the principles of the truth that is found in God's word. If only one of the options will please God, that would be the option that you should pick because that's the right decision and that's the one that will please God. You know, it's impossible to please God without faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And when you please God, I'm pretty sure you're making good decisions and wise decisions. There are several options that are consistent with God's word. If they are, right? Several options. Then rather than the decision itself, the most important thing that we need to process is the process of trusting God through it all. Because when you trust God, he'll help us make the most of the path that we choose. God, I believe that if we choose the wrong path continuously, God will say, okay, listen, you're not listening to me. Go on that path and I'll get you back. Hence the prodigal son. He wanted his inheritance before his dad died. So basically when he asked for the inheritance of his father, he was basically telling his father, um, drop that. I want it now. That was not a good decision. But God allowed it to happen. And what happened? The prodigal son got into all kind of stuff. Prostitutes. He spent all his money on partying and um, the party life and all of this, that, and the third. He ended up in the mud eating with the pigs. I was like, wait a minute. What in the world's going on? I was just in a palace. Uh, I had I had a good you know family set up. Uh, I had servants and all this stuff. Now I'm in the gutter. I'm I'm like eating with the pigs. So the decision that the prodigal son made, the one who strayed from his father, the one who wanted it all now. You ever know you ever know a person that wants it all now? Doesn't want to wait. They want to blow up like right now. Along the way, their decision making will cost them. But God loves the prodigal so much that he allows them to find their way back. If they come to their senses, amen, they will find their way back. I'm going to say that again. That's for somebody right now that has a family member who has strayed. When they come to their senses, and we need to pray that they come to their senses, God will draw them back, guide them back. And like any great father, any good father, he'll welcome them back with open arms, amen, and celebrate and celebrate that once they were dead and now they're alive. Once they were lost, but now they're found, right? And we'll celebrate with that prodigal who returns um, to the kingdom, to returns to the flock. Amen. So those are some principles um, that we all learned right now of how to make good decisions based on God's principles, based on God's word. Amen. Uh, so that's good news. That's always good news. 
So how do I know or how do we know if we made a good decision? So now you know the principles. So based on those principles, now we could we know how to basically navigate in our decision making. Now, if you don't follow the principles of God, you're basically winging it. You're basically doing stuff on your own. And like I said, sometimes you have to make decisions right on the right on the spot. You know, a decision right there on the spot. I'm, I believe that if you have the Holy Spirit, God in you, the hope of glory, in, in that instant, he'll give you the right decision as well. Amen. So I wouldn't be afraid of doing an impulse decision if it's if it needs to be done that way. God, God knew it before it happened. So we're still good. But how do you know if you made a good decision? Psalm 79, 79, 9 says, Psalm chapter 79, verse 9. You know you made a good decision when what you decided honors God. Right? That sounds easy enough. The Bible says, help us, O God, of our salvation. Help us for the honor of your name. O save us and forgive our sins for the sake of your name. You know you made a good decision when what you've decided honors God. If it honors God, what you decided, that's why when it comes to the issue of drinking, and Christians say, well, I drink as long as I don't get drunk, right? My question is, does it honor God? Will you think that Jesus will sit along inside of you and say, hey, let me get a swig of that, or let me get a, a cocktail, or let me get some of that rum and coke, or let me drink that wine with you? You know you've made a good decision when what you've decided honors God. Not dishonors God, honors God. So sometimes we have to be real with ourselves and be like, when you want to drink, there's water, soda, juice, non-alcohol beverages. But when you want to drink, just remember, we always have a battle between the flesh and the spirit. You know, if I have one mixed drink, I'd probably get drunk because my system has been clean from alcohol for over 15 years. So if I have a rum and coke, I'll probably get drunk. People say, let's let's all do it in moderation. Well, my moderation would be um, one drink. So if I'm thirsty, uh, I have enough of the word in me and enough sense to know that I don't need a mixed drink with alcohol to quench my thirst. I need a bottle of water or some Gatorade or some Powerade or something like that. So that's between you and God if you're uh, one of the brothers and sisters in Christ that still drink and all that. Just know that if it's a good decision, it will honor God. If it's a bad decision, it will not honor God. According to Psalm 79.9. Galatians chapter 5. This is a very popular scripture. Amen. Verses 22 to 23. Because you know you've made a good decision when the fruits of your decision produce good results. If the fruits of your decision produce bad results, that's God letting you know and letting me know that that was a bad decision and we need to change that. God is there with us. He's there for us, and he's, he's done it all for us. We just have to follow his, his word and his commandments. There's more that you can do when you're in God's kingdom than what you can't do. I know a lot of people say, oh, there's a whole bunch of rules. Once you become a Christian, you can't do this, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't do the things that are going to lead you to destruction. You can actually do it, but God doesn't want you to. Actually, you have total freedom when you're in the kingdom of God, total you can do anything you want, but the Bible says not everything will be of benefit to you. Not everything will be of benefit to me. Galatians 5, and 23 says, But when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, 
He will produce this kind of fruit in us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's the nine. Here there is no conflict with the law. Why? Because we're making decisions that are good and the fruits of the decision produce good results. That's a, a test to see if you're making godly, righteous decisions. Will we be 100% in our decision making? Absolutely no. Absolutely not. But if you're in tune with the Holy Ghost, with the with the God in us, amen, um, there's a higher percentage of you making good decisions than without them. Without, you know, going to God, um, I would say we'll, we'll strike out. We'll strike out. But with God and going to Him first in all things and He knows the importance of our decisions, I believe that since He's always 100%, Amen. We'll have a high percentage if we're listening to him and working by his principles. You will be more consistent. You'll be more consistent at making good decisions if you are spending consistent time in the word of God. And this is where busyness tries to get in our way. You know, sitting down, reading the scriptures, you'd be like, I'm too busy for that. Um... Well, that's what the beauty of having Bible apps, reading plans. That's that's the beauty of it all. You could set a time in your phone, in your phone app, or get an email sent to you, and get a scripture sent to you. Amen. The one I use is Go Go Tandem. You do a, a spiritual assessment, and it will actually send you scriptures catering to your spiritual uh, level. Amen. If you're dealing with anger, it'll send you some anger scriptures. If you're dealing with lust, pornography, it'll send you scriptures that are dealing with lust and all that stuff. If, you, if you're, you know, gullible or if you have a problem with gossip, it'll send you the scriptures according to your honest answers of that survey. And then that's how you can get some word in you. Sometimes it will only take two or three minutes. You open the email, read it, meditate on it, pray about it, amen, and go about your way. But I guarantee you the more you do that, the more you spend that time, it might be a little time, it might seem like a little time, but the more you do it, you're going to want more and more and more because God's word is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. And when you speak his word, things happen. This last scripture right here, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14 says, Solid food is for those who are mature, who have trained themselves to recognize the difference between right and wrong and then do what is right. Amen. I'll leave you right there. We're going to have to do a part two, maybe a part three, because there's a lot more here of making good decisions today. So remember, follow God, go to God first. Amen. And all your decision making. Why? Because God is good. Peace.